You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. everybody it's kapow the pop cultured podcast we are glad to have you with us tonight my name is jordan Lowe. i'm cliff barnes i'm seth it's going down not a whole lot i uh yeah go ahead oh i was just gonna say i i didn't even tell i just thought of this i didn't even tell you guys this i i don't think um but uh i i've I've recently, I am a, in a point between jobs. I start a new job on Monday. And uh, so this week was just, I was kind of like, eh, this is, I had a few things to do, but, you know, was around the house and thought, man, I, I really need to like get out of the house this week at least one day. So on Wednesday, I think I, I got up and I was just kind of like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go to Columbus. So I thought, well, I'll stop. You know, because speaking of Marietta, we've been talking off air about Marietta. We don't have a Target in our town. That's another thing we don't have besides a movie theater. Um, so I thought, well, I'll stop at Target and kind of look around and and maybe, you know, uh, grab a couple work new work shirts, that type of thing, whatever, on my way up. So I just kind of hopped in the in the truck and, and took off. And uh, I did that, stopped and got lunch, and just by myself. And it was kind of weird, but... Stopped and got myself some lunch and then uh, stopped at Target. Didn't really find a whole heck of a lot. But then I uh, I decided since I was so close, I was just going to run up over to uh, downtown Columbus in the uh, the short north that we're so familiar with and, and stop at my big fun store. And uh, I told my wife, I said, I'm just going to go down, check that store out. Take a little time to myself to really, because, you know, you guys have seen how much stuff is in that store? I thought I'm just hey, gonna. You gotta treat yourself. That's right. <laughs> treat yourself. So, <laughs> so I went down and I thought oh, it's a Wednesday. It's like afternoon time. It shouldn't be that busy, you know. Not like the weekends. And man, I don't think that store is ever not busy. But um, I took a couple hours and really kind of went through a, a lot of the stuff and talked to some of the employees a little bit more. And, uh, it was, it was kind of funny as I was, uh, kind of meandering and looking through all the, all the, all the toys and all the merch and all that stuff through the store. And one of the guys that just happens to be kind of the guy, like every time I've been there, he's kind of like rang me out or whatever. And, uh, he was working on some stuff. They, they were buying or, or had just bought some new inventory off of people. And he kind of yelled at, at the other guys working. He's like, hey, uh, anybody know anything about Ewoks? And I was, I, I was like on the other side of the aisle, so I couldn't see. You know, I was like, uh, kind of peeked my head around. I was like, I kind of know something like about Ewoks. Kids have this dream of like being at a concert. Like, yeah. does anyone know how to play guitar? Like, I can't. That's my shot. So I, yeah, I was like, I, I know a little bit about yeah, Ewoks. Yeah, you just popped your head around the corner and been like, yub nub. <laughs> Is there a doctor on this flight? 
<laughs> so yeah, he had a uh, he had a uh, a little a little tray there that had some little Ewok figures of you know just kind of randos and and um, from past years, and he was trying to figure out who was who and what they they had been separated from their headdresses and their accessories and their spears and their bows and all that stuff. And um, he had this, this is a dream. You're <laughs> telling us a dream. This <laughs> is not swear, real. I swear this happened. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, yeah I, got, I had a guy choking, and the only thing that was going to save him is I could tell him all the different Captain America origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I walked over, and uh, and we kind of he he had all pretty much all but one, or um, he had he had one figure there that, that he was like, I don't understand is this headdress or is this headdress. And I was like, Oh, actually that figure came with both headdresses. And he had another one. And he was like, I don't understand this one. It's got like a cloth, you know, like a soft goods, um, mm-hmm. hood, Ewok hood. And, uh, and so I, I was and like, then the whole store applauded. They carried yes, me yes. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They carried me out right now. Type in the song. <laughs> Right held you up like so yeah i was able to identify a couple of the characters that he he was not familiar with and, uh, we figured it out and uh i bought some i bought some vintage uh hit up the beater bin bought some vintage star wars kenner uh figures and uh actually i, I bought a little eat um power of the force indoor bunker set they had a really good deal on so i picked that up got it sitting right to my left and uh yeah it was a good time good time just came home after that and had a good day days like that i'm yeah. not afraid to travel alone and go do something enjoy <laughs> myself i don't it's i am perfectly content right, right. to go do what i want to do eat what i want to eat mm-hmm. and, uh, you know i hear you not That's it. a bit of a problem That's it. okay we're gonna play a game real quick then we're gonna talk about some tv this is, uh, I don't think this will take long. I think you guys got this. It's actually a movie thing. I'm going to say, I'm going to read you the character names of from movies. These are characters that this actor has played, and you try to figure out who the actor is. You can just randomly guess okay. whatever you want to. Okay. Uh, in the latest movie, uh, Brody Torrance. Sinbad. Uh, uh, yes, in Sinbad's latest movie, he played Brody Torres. Yeah. Um, Will Spann. Bob Vidic. Oh, my God. John Garrity. That rings a bell, yeah, but that not, sounds a, not a real bit. loud one. Mike Banning. These are some strong names. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough. Captain Joe Glass. <laughs> that sounds like uh, what Jan Jan said. Her uh, her fake boyfriend's George Glass. Yeah, uh, Brady was Captain Joe Glass is my boyfriend. He goes to a different high school. This is uh, definitely an older big white Nick. Big Nick O'Brien. <laughs> We're just back to 2018. Let's go go on. Jake Lawson. Dane Jensen. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you put just took Mike Banning again. Oh, a sequel. Oh. oh. Just sound like, like random. And, and once again, generated. Mike Banning for the third time. Liam Neeson. No, but you got the right type of but you're you're getting there. Gerard uh, Butler. Oh, there's like Gerard a Butler you ah. got it. Is that I'm really read, it? Yeah, wow. I'll read you some more cuz eventually I would <laughs> eventually I would have given it away here. Next was uh Frosty Hessen. <laughs> That's some big uh, Gerard energy Sam mm. Childers. Um let's see. Milo Boyd, Clyde Shelton, Mike Chadway. Uh, and but then would this uh, by the got, time you got to 300, it was going to take you all I was going to say, would this one have given it away? Uh, one, two, would that have helped you, Jordan? One, two, three, four. It's rock and roll. Oh, um, Neil Randall, <laughs> and then yeah, then you get, then we finally get to King Leonidas. Okay, King Leonidas is, may have the, sparked a bell. Yeah, I think that uh, that was the obvious <laughs> giveaway. But those are all Rick yes. Duncan. These are yes, Jeff Smithberg. These like are it's all not... these strong names from movies. That, uh, Mike Banning is all the uh, Olympus has fallen, London has fallen, that stuff. Then we got all mm. the Den of Thieves and. Ain't uh what Greenland cop shop and most recently he played Brody Torrance in Plane. Ah. Iconic, iconic roles. Yeah, Great job, him. everybody. All right, let's talk to TV. So I not too long ago I said that they were eventually gonna figure out what Marvel figured out uh, how to finally make comic book movies work. They are finally figuring out how to make video game movies work and video game shows. Uh, So we have the latest installment of that. We have The Last of Us on HBO. This is your chance. You keep her alive. Say who you can say. You don't think there's hope for the world? Why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. You have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. When we did our video game top ten list, The Last of Us, the first game, I think it was 2013, was in my top 10 video games of all time. Since then, I've played The Last of Us Part 2, and I would equate it right with that, continuing the story. Like, they, those both of those games are super high on my favorite plays of all time. So, what do you think of this new show, Jordan? Are you watching it? Are either of, or either or both of you yes. watching it? Everyone's yes. watching. Yes, everyone's watching. It's the Everybody. first show in forever that has gained millions and millions of new watchers each week. Um, hmm. Not since not since Game of Thrones has the the watching grown so much exponentially. So now I will be honest and say when this premiered, I did not watch it. When episode two came out, I did not watch it. And episode three hit, and I would not have watched it had I not seen just a whole bunch right. of people the next the day. The internet went nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So for good and bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, to me, I for good and bad, I can't help compare it to Walking Dead. Right. It feels like the same totally. phenomenon. There's a source, a long-running source material that people are very familiar with. And then there's people who have no idea what that is and are just watching the show. And finally, I'm on the other side. So watching Walking Dead, every episode was, how did that compare? People asked me, did that happen in the comics? How's this character die in the comics? And it was continually comparing and contrasting. This, I have no, I knew the basic idea. And that's it. So I'm just getting the show. And that's fine with me. I'm enjoying yeah. the heck out of it. Uh, I hope the fans aren't as well. I've seen a few nitpicking. Well, this didn't happen exactly like it did in the game, but overall, all I'm hearing are 99% positive. Yeah, I'm not even going to go into anything really different from the game because it's negligible. Like most of the choices they made are just structurally, you just have to. Uh, biggest thing and difference to me in the in the game. Uh, it's spores. There's a lot uh, people get infected by spores. And I think it's just hard to do in a show. I think it's hard to, uh, they'd have to animate that and things, you know, showing where the spores are. If you got real close, you could breathe it in or so. So they're just not going to do it. Like, you know, that's, that's totally fine. And it was saying the game, you wear gas masks a lot. Like, yeah. You can't do that. Couldn't play a role. He, I guarantee he was like, I am not wearing a mask. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, actually I, I that like, would have been totally awesome, and I would have watched it if they would have let him wear the Mandalorian mask <laughs> the, yeah. through the whole show. Hell yeah. But I've liked all the touches that felt video gamey, like climbing up ladders, yeah. hiding <laughs> behind a pipe. Like, there's all these little things that just, like, that feels there's, like a it's video. It's straight out of the game, that yeah. stuff. They're doing They're doing a lot of stuff straight out of the game, a lot of nods to it. So, yeah, when it started, that first episode, again, I know nothing about it. And that first scene, again, it's it's post-apocalyptic zombie fiction. We've seen it a million times. I've watched Walking Dead for 40 years. Like, I had enough of it. But that first scene, they're talking about fungus. And it would take, it would take a, you know, a, a, it would take a change in climate and evolution for this. To, and it's like, I meet, within five minutes, I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's such a different take on the zombie idea. And then by the time we get in further in, the look of the zombies, all the the fungus on the walls and floor, like just visually, it's interesting. So the the gore is even different from from a from a, a you know a, a zombie movie or a George Romero thing. You know, yeah. it, it's it's very you know, zombies are played out in pop culture, but immediately I was interested because it was different. They put a different spin on it, and I appreciated it. And it has the budget. To blow something like Walking Dead out of the water. Yeah. You know, I remember jokes about that. You know, in the fourth season, people would be joking, oh, it's good to see people are still cutting the grass. Cause like, you know, the, the sets <laughs> would just look like somebody's backyard. Right. It's right. like, this looks like society has collapsed. Like, we have yes. the budget to show decay and everything just bombing something. Yeah. Like... So, yeah, I, I, I didn't need another zombie show in my life, but. <laughs> I'm open to it. Uh, surprisingly, uh, we still have an appetite for it. Like the, it's when done well. And again, there's a little difference. Like, I mean, they really laid into setting up a, uh, it's a long time before we see a clicker as they're called in that first episode. That's certainly we've barely, we're four episodes in and we've barely yeah. had any kind of quote unquote zombie action. 
Yeah. So because honestly, a lot of that in the that's a lot of the meat of the game. You go around shooting these things, but that's not what the game is. That's not what it's about. It's about the story and the people. And and that's, you know, they've that's a little bit different from The Walking Dead, as in I think it ru- got right into it. Like it, it was a, <laughs> immediately, you know, so that was the other thing I loved about the pilot is we got to see it. Yeah, Walking Dead skipped all that initial chaos. He mm-hmm. woke up and the world was already gone. Like we, yeah, we got maybe half hour, forty minutes of it or whatever. But yeah, the, seeing society collapse and that—that's yeah, yeah, I, that's I straight out of the I game too. All, all that stuff, those scenes, it's like man, and, and that's why it felt like that. You're in the truck driving down the road. You know, the, the, that's where yeah. the camera is because that's what how it was in the video game. So, so and it was yeah. set up so well of like. So much of it was in the background. I love that, like the Shaun of the Dead idea of like, you know, he walks by and here's yeah. there's news reports in the background of love he's it. paying no attention. But there was so much that like you see the, the old gra- lady, the grandma in the yeah. background, her hands twitching. It's like, oh, something bad's happening, but the kid yeah. has no idea. And that car ride just gets worse and worse <laughs> the longer the car ride goes. And yeah, yeah, that was just so well executed. The whole setup with that girl that you know, his daughter, uh just basically is the star of the show that first episode and you're you you know realizing you know that i mean building up to her death that's just like was incredible that how they pulled it off did she you, was did great you reckon you know who that was i've seen she was in dumbo that is tandy newton's daughter yeah she is just a mi- little mini me of tandy newton absolutely yeah yeah she uh Nepo, baby <laughs> Nepo baby, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Nepo baby, um, Nepo zombie. Yeah, she uh, she was great, and then we get that sharp contrast with Bella Ramsey, you know, as Ellie, and she's just a you know a different kind of kid who's been through stuff, and we don't know what, and uh. It's another lone wolf and cub story that, you know, we know a guy that's good at that, Pedro Pascal, you know. So it was just all good. That the end of that first episode where he loses it on that guy to protect her, just like he could he did wasn't able to protect his daughter. And he just goes nuts on that guy. It's not some nobody. They had set that up. This guy, he knew that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he had de- been doing business with that guy, but he beat him to death. You know, over this. You know, and and you don't get, you don't look back and see people freaked out by it. You look back and she's like into it, and you're like, okay, this is going to get weird. <laughs> you know, they're going to have a little different relationship. She's not your normal kid. You know, she's something about her so i i i've really enjoyed it and like you said we got to that third episode was really where it took a turn where we got the nick offerman episode that got drew in a lot more people to watch the show uh to see what the hubbub with was with bill and frank now in the in the game we it's just merely a shadow of this we know that uh bill was with frank and he died and that, you know, you don't really see any of it, but they take the time to stop and show 
what happened. Yeah. A lot of the backlash was, uh, why? Why do you have to inject this woke agenda? Well, I saw that, and I also saw the whole that tired thing of it's wasting time, quote unquote. Mm. You, you, this didn't progress the story any. We needed to get the truck and get on the mission. Like, what? That was a beautiful oh, episode man. of television. Yeah. Why did it need to advance the plot? It, right. it advanced the feeling. It adva- You know, it showed what love could be in this. Like it. It did things. Yeah. That, that, okay, maybe it didn't get from point A to point B this time, but it, it added such depth to it. I well, can't that, see how you think something like that is a waste of time. It, that it, jackhole Ben Shapiro was like, uh, <laughs> you know, you know he's going to complain about it. Just like, blah, blah, there's nothing. This is a zombie show. There was a single zombie and blah, blah, blah. Who cares about yet yeah, this gay couple and the one guy, you know, was, kills himself and the other guy wants to join in and da, da, da. It's like, dude. <laughs> or all to all the dudes it's like this was this is a zombie story this is about an apocalypse and you're seeing we are seeing total devastation all these people have died all of this horrible things people trying to survive and and in this early episode they're going to show you that not only can you survive you can live you know, and we see an entire, these people live an entire, they live their entire lives mm-hmm. in this apocalypse and show that you can do it. And it impacts Joel, the letter he writes him. Yeah. Th- like it does affect the main story because it, oh, yeah. it's, his connection to these guys changes his character. So like, I, I, yeah, whatever. I, yeah. Everything I had seen that, like I said, I, I wasn't, I hadn't watched those first two episodes. And then I get up one morning and I'm seeing, you know, uh, it was poking a lot of fun at that uh, of, you know, white men, especially like watching this show, like, oh, hey, this guy's pretty cool. Oh, man, he's a survivorless. This guy's just like me. Look at all those guns. I love all these guns. Oh, yeah. oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, 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 what's happening? <laughs> you know, that type, that type of thing. And I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And. I'll be honest. This first, <laughs> oh, I got what? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is this, this is gonna be worth something here. Uh, <laughs> those first two episodes, I was not into. It just, it was, it just personally, it brought back a lot of like, uh, Walking Dead again type of stuff. And I, I, you know, I recognize the differences in it, but it, just in my mindset at that moment, I was just like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, Oh, I could see a lot of people being like, this is just another zombie story. Yeah. And so we got to that third episode and honestly, I mean, I, Alicia and I watched it w- with Carly and like all three of us, like, I don't think we said a word through the entire, the entire episode. And it was, I mean, that was one of the best episodes of television I have seen in a long, long time. I w- I mean, I was locked in in just this beautiful story. The problem I have now, and I've watched that fourth episode, is I feel like I've seen the best thing that's going to be on this show. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that they can, for me, top episode three however long this show goes like how are you going to like you you shot your shot here and you made this beautiful piece of television and 
I'm not going to be able to. That's an interesting perspective. Well, it was so good that I just don't think it'll ever be good again. <laughs> I, I really do. Like, I, I don't okay, think so. Stop the... watching. <laughs> I, I mean, don't... I, mean I, I can to see me, that you're I not see some... into the survival part yeah. and the, and the yeah. foraging and the but I, bands yeah. of well, know, my raiders perspective or whatever. Is, if they did it once, why wouldn't they do it again? You know, I, but maybe not. I, I don't know. I, that's just no, I you know what well, honestly what you could do is I'm I'm watching not... until you hear some people raise their feathers again. <laughs> that's true that's true I, I mean, I'm not work totally I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, see I'm, if it I'm, happens yeah I'm, it's not like oh I'm gonna just stop right here completely and not watch any more episodes but I I just I think I'm gonna feel let down at, at every episode from here on out well, I'm not. I don't want to set the bar too high. I would just say that the there's the end of the first game was is famous for a reason. Yeah, you know. So uh, they're building to something, right? Um, I, yeah. But but again, there was nothing like this in the game. Hmm. There, this is a total departure and welcome departure. You know that they they're adding this humanity to the different. And I I, I would expect them to do it again. You know to do things like this. They're already right. like that. This Melanie Linsky character in the game is not that that those people are a thing, but they're yeah. just the people to fight. And this is they're they're doing something with it. They're fleshing it out. They're gonna make making this you know giving these people a story. So you know, I am so happy how I watched episode three. Because I watched it the night it premiered. I hadn't seen anything about it. I didn't know anything about the game. Right. So. I watched it how the filmmakers wanted me to watch it. Cause yeah, I had the same, Oh, I love Nick Offerman. Oh, here we got a survivor. This is cool. We're going to see him <laughs> live off the grid. And this is that end of the world fantasy. And the guy's in the hole. And I'm like, do I trust this guy? I didn't know. I is, was, yeah. he, is he lying? Mm -hmm. And they have that meal and it's a little awkward. It's like, well, okay, you can't trust this. Guy. So I didn't, you know, a minute Frank shows up, somebody who's played the game knows what that means, but I had no oh, idea. Yeah, yeah. And so the dinner, there's a little bit of tension. It's like, oh, these guys are there's a little spark here. Like I, I'm sorry, is this real? Because I, I didn't know. Yeah. And then things get hot and heavy. It's like, okay, we're going this way. So <laughs> I, I was completely caught off guard by it all, and just wowed by what they were gutsy enough to do. So it was good. Hmm. So then, yeah, the of course, yeah, I. Had, that fourth episode was obviously not that caliber, but it was going back to the main story here. Um, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I'm curious. We'll talk about it more later on the season and see where, where we're at. But so far it's huge. And um, I'm glad I, like I said, I, I, I think it's a story worth seeing on the, the screen. The, it's a story. It's a way, way for this people to see this story that aren't, video game players and i think there's sure, a lot sure a lot of that out there I, I think there's a lot of good storytelling in video games and not a lot of you know and there's a lot of people that don't play video games so yeah so i don't think a lot of people you know i just have heard, heard so much complaining like why do this there's already the game well mm. th because no not everybody's played it you know yeah. or and, wants to and Druckmann, the guy who wrote the game is like in charge of the show too. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like we took it from him and are doing what we want. Yeah. 
he's involved in oh we can flesh uh, so he you know the guy who should who who made the who magic. should if he wants to nitpick like that's not how I did it like he he's open to expanding and changing and right. oh we couldn't do this in the game but we can't, that's what TV is different it's a different art form so. yeah right. the network Absolutely. didn't take it and change the name on it and you know every week make a have a little meeting and and suddenly it's not the same thing anymore so. I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking speaking of Pedro Pascual, Pascal, help me out here. Pedro Pascual. Um, Nope. Nope. No? No. Pascal. Pascal. It's Pascal. You got it. Good job. Uh, Anyways, uh, did you guys watch him on Saturday Night Night Night? Riddle. Yes, I saw him on Saturday. <laughs> I, I thought that was the best episode of SNL there's been in a long time. I did there too. Was, there were several really good bits. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I always watch SNL, so yes, I saw it. Yeah, I I uh I try to make it a, a point to we don't watch it live, but when we have a little bit of time to try and at least squeeze a You try to make it a point to not watch it live. Is that what you said? Well, yeah, we don't watch it live, so I try to make it a point that but we that that's we not watch the point, it throughout though. the week. No. Okay, you make a point to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like you're make, like, I definitely don't want to watch it. No, I, I make a point. I make a point not to watch it live because I can watch it in about forty minutes. Right. Because I right. usually don't care about the musical guest, so mm. I usually I watch it. I eat my I eat a bowl of cereal the next morning and watch SNL and yeah. fast forward through most of it. Yeah, that's how I watch it. Just because I've got Peacock. That's uh yeah but that was uh the super mario bit, bit was hilarious cracked me up and then uh the skit where where he plays a a uh latino soon to be mother-in-law um cracked me up so some of his best work it, i'm glad he deserves to have a big break and like yeah be a big star he's been working a long time and he's he's really good so. yeah seems like a good guy like to see the good guys win. <laughs> so right, what well, else are we watch? TV. We've got some reboots happening. Mm. Night Court on NBC is back. So, who here is lying? <laughs> oh, I like the neckline on that one. Olivia Moore, this is Dan Fielding. Oh, wow. Of all the days to leave my selfie stick at home. You can always use that stick up your ass. Who threw the first punch? You did! Cut it out! Cut it out! Permission to approach. Denied. Permission to lean? My dad, Harry Stone, told me, see people for what's underneath. You're the judge. Don't go! That's my court, baby. <laughs> These walls could talk, but they'd say they're all guilty. To save time, can we do all the public urinations at once? I just think if you show a little compassion, you can put people on a better path. <laughs> we had a nice talk. He's in a really good place. That 90s show yeah. on Netflix. Nope. Can't get enough of the rebooting. Ugh. I'm not watching either of those. So okay, well, I, mean, I watched the first me. couple Night Courts. I I remember watching that show. I I know I enjoyed our, it well our, enough to not turn o- the channel. Original Jesse, I think he rewatched the whole series. He did last wow. year. Wow. Yeah. I popped in for a co- he 
he rates them on Twitter, and I he rated a couple five stars. So I, I went and watched the one of the episodes. It was five stars according to him, and I don't I, watch any other ones. I <laughs> that's called the Je- that's called the Jesse cut. You only watch the five star. Yeah, yeah, I love. So he takes them pretty seriously too because. He does not hand out those five stars very easily. <laughs> Nor he, should he. He gave, Nor just so you know, he. just so you know, Frank and Bill, four stars. Wow. Ouch. Wow. Sick <laughs> burn. I just I just totally doxed you. <laughs> <Jesse>. <laughs> yeah. At twice the speed. <laughs> I loved Night Court uh, growing up in its original form. Uh, the run was it was like whoa it started in like 84 or something i, I didn't realize it was, it was on a long time yeah. yeah yeah it was on a long time um really sad because there's only like a couple cast members that are still with us now but but my wife so has been to... she's been watching this new version with uh i think dan larrakett's the only original cast member left yeah, on the show but yeah, john yeah. larrakett returned as dan fielding and Melissa Rao from The Big Bang Theory is mm-hmm. playing Judge Anderson's daughter. Yeah. So she is the new Judge Anderson. And it's got some kind of absurd little bits and and some like some heartwarming like oh we're all one big fan. Like it, it feels like a 90s sitcom almost. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I haven't I've laughed a couple times on each of them at least, but it hasn't quite won me over whether I really have to keep watching this. Yeah, Alicia's been watching. I think she's watched every episode. I think I've watched most of them. It's it's fine. I, I don't know that I had a big need for this, but you know, it, it's not the worst thing I've seen. Pretty out big there. hit in the ratings I've seen. It's gotten a lot of people have been watching it. Wow. The the only thing that really I'm surprised. <laughs> the only thing that really upsets me is they messed with the theme song. That was one of the better theme songs of that era. And that wasn't that to like brown out. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's just like check a it shorter... out in our theme song bracket <laughs> from a couple years ago. Go back and find that one. I did a lot of cutting uh, theme songs. Yeah, here's a story. That's another Nepo baby story. The person who did that song was John Larroquette's son. Oh, see, he mm. apparently he's a musician, and he was just noodling around and did it made that it's like hey i did a funky version of the old theme song and john sent it to the producers like we're going to use that that's awesome so they hired his son as like there you go music director like wow. so he scores all the episodes so. there, now you know who to blame some oh. nepo baby mm. nepo lyric they're coming nepo lyric there's a <laughs> oh this whole episode is nepos mm. um What'd so what about of, the 90s show? Yeah, what did you think of that 90s show? Anybody? I, I don't yeah, care. I watched them all. Um, it's... I always <laughs> like that 70s show. Yeah, That's from an era of like, TV didn't have to be great back then. It just had to be on and decent. Like <laughs> There was so much less to watch. So it's like, I've watched probably the majority of that 70s show. I don't know yeah, if I watched I it all too. the way yeah. to the end. But... Yeah, I always liked that 70s show, at least up until uh, the point when Topher Grace left. Uh, for a while yeah they brought in uh josh myers yeah <laughs> and yeah it got weird at the yeah. end so, yeah. yeah i don't think i watched any of that probably, but but I, I watched early on yeah yeah this this version i feel like is is much closer to 
uh, the non Topher Grace era than the I just saw those original. kids. I saw some preview with all those new kids, and yeah. I was like, nope. They look, just look like fans of the show. Doing it. People that were told about what the show used to be, <laughs> trying to pretend to be that. The, the girl that yeah. plays Eric and Donna's daughter, Leia, I think I like her. Like she's she's fine. It's the rest of them that are just annoying or I don't you know, you just don't care about. Like other than Red and Kitty, the I mean uh pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp were back as Red and Kitty, who are the reason I kept watching the show, yes, yeah, I I didn't care at all what the teens were up to, what they were getting into, and all the 90s references about mm-hmm. that on CD and, like, you know, all the yeah. whatever 90s-ness they were getting up to. It's a cellular phone. Uh, no, uh, it's it was weird. Uh, Fez is on it for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And thinking back to that, that era and the laugh track, and like, we laughed at everything Fez said, whether it was funny or not, because he said it funny. It's like, that's a little weird. Surely we've grown <laughs> past that. And then there's this Aussie character who has kind of a, he's, he's a gay character with kind of a, a funny accent. And like, they're doing the same thing. Everything he says is a laugh line. Cause he says it a little off kilter. It's like, wow, we haven't learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So passable. It was ten episodes, half hour piece, but I, yeah. I think they've I think it just got renewed. renewed. I don't, I yeah. don't think I'll be back for it. Nah. Not unless something changes. And uh, no mention of Hyde, by the way. We got, we got no. teased oh, really? on where everybody so else is, but we don't, we never learned what happened to Hyde. Maybe that's season two's big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so, over on Peacock. There was a couple shows I was watching. One, there better be. We're big on Peacock over here. Yeah. Oh, love Peacock. I paid one of the P's that's for Peacock. I paid. I, there was some <laughs> deal. Exactly. They one of the they had some deal a couple months ago. I think I paid twenty bucks and I've got Peacock all year. Um, but the uh, there was a a show called Paul T. Goldman. I'm not telling anybody to watch it, but it's a it's like a this guy is kind of delusional about his life and wrote a book about it and made a movie. I mean, not made a movie, but went to a bunch of directors on Twitter, just spammed them all until he found one to make a show about him. And it got a lot of buzz. It's, it has, it's kind of interesting to see this guy uh, get exposed over the show, but still, can't re- totally recommend it. Now there is a show I do love though. This is the Ryan Johnson show with Natasha Leone, and it's called Poker Face. What's it like? Always knowing the truth. There's nothing mystical about it. I could just tell. And anyone is lying. Yeah. I know what you did, you psycho. You're gonna find Charlie Kill. And you're going to bring it to me. You live on the road, right? 
What's it like? Leave everything behind. Start fresh. I got wolves on my fender. Oh, I gotta keep moving. Holy, holy. It wasn't an accident. I, I think there's been a murder. Look out! I have been kind of a death magnet. This is a throwback to like Columbo style mystery of the week with the, you know, the person coming in and solving the case. And I just freaking love the show. It's, it's so good. It's, I mean, do you guys like things like that? This is the first thing on Peacock. I've thought I should get Peacock at some point. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> want to watch it. Oh, it's so good. It, it as with uh, I kind of think was thinking about it as with most of Ryan Johnson's uh, stuff here with his Two Knives Out movies. The heroine has some sort of superpower, like in uh, the first knife in Knives Out. Um, Ana de Armas's character, she can't tell a lie without throwing up. And in uh, this uh, newest, what, what was it, Glass Onion, uh, one character is uh, way more effective if she's drinking. You know, so in this one, Natasha Leone, uh, you can't lie to her. She she detects any lies. So that is always a stitch in the whole thing is whenever she's talking to someone, she, you know, knows when they're lying and when they're not. And it's interesting when the bad Does guys the show, let you know that she knows yeah, she like bullshit. a spider sense that goes off. She says bullshit. Oh, okay. Or she says lie or not a lie. She'll just say it. She's like lying cat. I'm from saga. Yeah. She, yeah. She can't help but say it okay. to herself or the thing is we know. We already know because the other way the show plays out, I think this was a, a Columbo thing also. The first 15 minutes of the show, you see the crime. You see, they introduce the characters, and this show is star studded. They all want to be on it, they all want to get their moment, and it's just going to continue like that, I'm sure. Um, so we've just been just filled with all these stars each week, and they set it up. You see the story. Uh, there's no evidence of her there. Uh, the first, the first episode, it plays out like that also. But they, but there's they kind of set up a story for her character. But the rest of the series so far, could any episode you could watch in any order, is totally just her popping in, you know happens yeah, to be what, there what tv is not like ever anymore exactly it's very neat how they do that but you see the whole thing take place you know you know who did it you see who did it in it and but there is a bunch of stuff seated in there that you you have to pay attention to every d uh, you don't have to but every detail is paid off every conversation every little thing everyone says that seems like nothing is something paid off at the end which is really neat. But as they as they go on after the 15 minutes or so, 
she shows up and you see that she they fly they go back to the beginning and you see that she was there all along she was so she was usually working at whatever establishment you know this is taking place at so you see all the conversations she had with people as things were going out she knew when this person's lying or not and she solves solves the case and so far i've just i've just loved every minute of it it's it's really good so if you like this type of shows and she's great in it, this is like the perfect thing for her. And uh, it's, you know, I think just the first episode or two was directed by what Ryan Johnson. The rest have been other directors coming in. People, people all want to get a piece of this. Been, uh, been some great performances. It's funny. You know, it's very outrageous and there's crazy things happening, but uh, it's showy. And uh, I just love it. I love it. So this is, oh, even Patty Cakes shows up. I saw Patty. I was like, Patty Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that reminds me. I never asked you. I assumed you watched Netflix did the Murderville series we loved. They oh, did absolutely. a Christmas episode. Yes, yes. What was your opinion on the Christmas episode of that? That was fun. We we saved it for Christmas. We watched it on Christmas. I think. Uh, yeah, I I. I really liked it. I love the conceit that they come in and just do not know yeah. uh, anything. They yeah, have to like go, the, roll with the punches. The improv detective story yeah. with Will Arnett, where they just throw a celebrity into a, a murder mystery and don't tell them anything about it. Oh, I was a little disappointed in the Christmas one. I was, I was, I had a feeling you would have had a problem with it too. I didn't. I, I, all, I, I mean, I, I remember it wasn't, as good as some of the episodes but it was fine but it was like you know pete davidson came in at the end uh, if you remember like my problem was like they weren't playing along yeah they, they got very trying, they were trying to get the dead body to laugh yeah they didn't at the end they didn't even name a, a suspect they made a joke out of it i was like i bet seth hates this because they're not they're they not didn't play by, by the, the rules. rules they did not play by the <laughs> rules i agree i did it's it's like this is a thing, and I'm a sucker a little bit for it. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon was such a, a hit. Everybody loved Jimmy Fallon on Saturday Night Live. And my biggest problem with him was he his crutch was breaking. Yeah. He would break and laugh, and everybody, oh, the girls thought that was cute and all this stuff. And everybody laughed and huh, oh, they can't, they're just laughing. It's live TV, yada yada. Uh, but that's that's a that's weak. You're anybody can do that. And that's basically what they were doing in this. You're you're right. I, I'm gonna give up a, a little bit of leeway because it was like the holiday special. Yeah, it was fine. But yeah, th so they bring in my Rudolph after they interview the first suspect. Oh, I love so, that. So, like, she can't even say it. So, if she has to try to guess, she doesn't even know what the clues are. And then they bring in Pete Davidson, who doesn't care at all. No. And he's like, whatever, I'm here. What am I doing here? Like, he, he looked like he didn't even want to be there. So, I was like, I, I really want more from this show. Take it seriously. <laughs> I agree. I, the fact that they did that to them, I don't know what you expect from them. Like, they, what yeah. were they, they don't know anything, you know. Which was a good joke to throw, you know, Pete Davidson, who do you think is the suspect? He, he had never, he hadn't seen anything previous. Yeah. So, okay, that's funny for one moment. <laughs> I'm hoping for more. I hope they get back on track. Still, the best thing is Marshawn Lynch. 
Like he's he's great at this stuff when he when he was on there. Uh there's a show on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have heard of, I just stumbled onto uh Extraordinary. Have you guys heard of Extraordinary? <laughs> I don't believe no. so. No? I used what? to th- I'm like attuned to pop culture, you guys, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Pauly was on a talk show the other night and he was laughing. He he has a kid, a fairly young kid, and he's like he's like, I hate that question people ask me, what are you watching? It's like nothing. I don't have time to watch it. He's <laughs> like, I might get through two shows a year. We got this kid. And he's like, people come up to me, he's like, I swear they're lying to me. I think they're everyone's mess with me. He's like, What, you're not watching Peaches and Cream on the whatever network? Oh, it's yeah. amazing. He's like, You made that up. <laughs> it's like you could literally say anything it's like it, okay that sounds reasonable yeah <laughs> well i'm not making this one up <laughs> that's a great first episode and the rest of the series is i people really like the show i like the show i watched the whole thing oh and that then, was even the skit on snl this week of what? the name name a show on Apple TV Plus, or like all the trivia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the number one show on Netflix. I have no idea. Yeah. Everybody knows that feeling, too. Yeah. 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 You know. Anyway, this was this is a British show. Um, it, it's got an eclectic group, but the, the premise is in this world, everybody gets a superpower. But this one girl has not got hers yet basically when you it's kind of the invincible type thing once you you get 18 everybody basically around that time manifests a superpower of some sort and she never did she's 25 and she still doesn't have hers and like some of the powers are you know ridiculous like her mom can control technology with her mind but she doesn't understand how to like even use a remote control so it's useless it's totally useless uh all kinds of different stuff i and i wouldn't want to spoil it it's worth seeing and the discovery of it but there's one guy that they find that he can give someone an orgasm just by touching them like he can't touch anybody because if he does he gives them an orgasm and the what is hilarious to me is that there is a character in this show named jizz lord and it's not that guy <laughs> uh, name, of, name of this again this show is called extraordinary but check it out at least try the first episode it's it's interesting and yeah. it's the premise that makes you want to kick yourself you didn't think of it. well last last time we talked i had a week left before i was going to cancel hulu and you guys gave me all a couple of recommendations what you should be mm. watching i don't think this was on there yet I ended up watching Wu Tang, uh, an American story. <laughs> so you guys bad. gave me like three or four. You should probably show. You're like, you're like, like, yeah, I want to comfort comfort watch Wu Tang. I'm watching Wu Tang. It was pretty good. It felt like uh, the first few episodes. It was like a low rent The Wire. They were all on the corner dealing, and like it's that yeah. inner city life. But like the longer it goes, they're getting more into the music industry, and it follows them like trying to cut a demo going to radio stations and hustling, trying to get their song on the air. Like that's way more interesting than the inner city drug game stuff. So it, it, there's two seasons at the moment. I think the third premieres 
uh, in March, I think, is will be the last season. So it's, it's, it's a recommendation. But I have another way bigger recommendation. Speaking of British TV, uh, just dropped on Netflix a little bit ago. It's called Kunk on Earth. <laughs> I know now, what this is. If you ask if I made this up or not, I did not. No, I believe you. I saw it. Okay. Apparently, I've only been given half a minute to tell you about my venture up humanity. That's hardly long enough to explain the pyramids. It's obviously just big bricks in a triangle. I'll be asking questions. What was the Soviet Union? And go to every corner of a globe without corners. Do we know if China has a roof? So join me, Philomena Conk. This is Conk on Earth! Watch on BBC iPlayer. How was that quick enough for you? So I, I didn't know anything about this, but I saw somebody, again, a friend recommended it on Facebook. And I was like, that, that you need word of mouth to know what's even worth watching or podcast. Uh, so this is a character named Philomena Kunk, played by Diane Morgan, who's an actress. We pro- She's been in a bunch of British stuff, but you probably, uh, Afterlife, you might know her, Cliff. She was on that, that Ricky Gervais show. Yeah, I love that um, show. So she plays an investigative reporter who doesn't know anything and is very dumb and clueless about everything she's talking about. So this character premiered, there was like a sketch show on the BBC from Charlie Brooker, the Black Mirror producer. So the character premiered on there. And then there were a couple specials. There was like an election special for the British election where they brought her out. Kunk on Shakespeare, where she taught the history of Shakespeare. It's like Kunk, dwarf, dwarf on golf. <laughs> Kunk on Britain in 2018, where she retold British history. But this is Kunk on Earth. So it's five episodes, all half hour. She retells the, it's the history of civilization. But it's in that very ultra serious, like David Attenborough documentary, like, you know, wearing a long coat and walking up to the camera. And like, you know, at this point in the history, like, you know, it's, it's, just, it's played so straight. And she interviews all these experts and asks them the dumbest questions or the goofiest questions or the most ridiculous questions. The joke's on her. Right. She is she is clueless and stupid. But yeah, there were like there was a I I didn't get the exact quote, but it was like she's talking about the Civil War. At the you know, the dawn of the Civil War, Americans had to decide were they gonna be a country that stole and exploited black labor and culture or a country that pretended it didn't. <laughs> And, then, and she's asking about uh, 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 Russia. They launched the, the dog into space, Leica, the dog. Yeah. The first dog into space. And she was like asking some expert of like, so what did they do when Leica got back? Was I assume they had a big parade. They probably had a great, you know, she was like, she really wanted to know what, what happened to Leica. And he's like, oh, uh, unfortunately the dog didn't survive very long. And she like, she's just flabbergasted. like, there's a dead dog in space right now. There's a dead dog floating around in space and just as indignant about it. He's like, well, unfortunately it burned up on re-entry. And she's like, what the, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> you just lose that. Just like, can't take it. So I, I laughed throughout. It's very dry British humor, a lot of wordplay and puns and stuff, but I, I, I thought it was so good. I, you don't, I don't have to be a history buff. I'm sure it would help, but. I thought it was hilarious. I hope there's more. <laughs> Cliff, you watching the Bad Batch? Yeah, I'm. I'm all up on it. We had, we had, they gave us two episodes this week, and they were both good because they oh. got back to the overarching story. 
Maybe I'm. Maybe Ooh, only you didn't know there was one. two episodes. I yeah. don't think I did. Shut it off a little too quick. I bet you? I did. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch tomorrow. We need so. a new expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. Uh, we've had some episodes that were nothing to me this oh, season man. so there, far. There were a couple there. The racing one. Uh, yeah. for, for one episode where I hated that mess of in, in Phantom Menace with the pod racing and all that. And it just reminded me of that. And I was just like, oh my God, didn't you learn the lesson the first time on this crap? But yeah, that didn't bother know. me as much as just some, some of the, I don't know, boring heisty stuff. I don't yeah. know. But the, but the, the third episode where we had Commander Cody and yeah. Crosshair together. Great episode. Was, best one. was one of the best episodes they've ever had. Yeah, definitely. And then, then we had a couple dead ones as far as I was concerned. And then these last two, the two that dropped today, uh, we got back to the story with Rampart, the bad guy that's trying to mm-hmm. install install the new Stormtrooper army right, right. and trying to basically kill off the clones. Yeah, that was and good. So, and yeah, we got that episode with this new senator we'd I've never met before, mm-hmm. um, and she kind of got was getting involved in trying to, you know, help out. And she had a funny to, name. Was it Chichi? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I think it was. I'll take your word for it. But well, but you she, skipped yeah. you, you skipped over okay, one little on. one little episode though. The, Probably I didn't, one I didn't like. The, the, yeah, it was the one with the with. Uh, Genji or whatever the the Wookie, the yeah, Wookie I Jedi. For that I didn't care about him, but the fact that we got Kashikis on Battle Cats, I was just like, yeah. how, how did we not have this before? This is awesome. But no. Wookies riding Battle Cats from He Man was <laughs> freaking amazing. Through the woods, stupid. talking to the trees, I, I was all Hated up it. on that stuff. But I, I didn't care about the the Jedi Wookie so much as as the Kashiki. So that was good. But yeah, I'm I, with you. I mean, I think it's like such sharp contrast. Those episodes do nothing for me, but when they get to the serialized story, the whole, you know, the overarching series, star Wars lore stuff yeah, where they're like trying to fill you know, figure out how this happened, how this transition happened. You know, we get, we get into the nitty gritty here. So uh, yeah, this ep- the episode you didn't watch pays that off. Good. You you get it, it's like the second half of that story. Okay. So yeah. so uh, definitely check it out. Uh, are you guys watching anything else? Yeah, I got a show over on uh, back on HBO uh, Max. We started and uh, it's a new show. Um, I don't think it's on anything else, but it's called The Big Brunch with Dan Levy. Um, it's a cooking show. And we we watch a cooking show every now and again. Carly loves them. Um, but I put this on the other night, and it's a lot of fun. It's very pleasant. Um, all the contestants are, you know, it's a competition about where they make different dishes, starters and dishes for a brunch. Uh, Dan Levy is, uh, he must be the showrunner on this or the producer or whatever. Um, he's the main host. He has two cooking experts. I don't know their names, um, but they are known. And uh, 
then there's all the contestants from it, it's pretty diverse on style, uh, you know, uh, types of people where they're from, their different stories and um, backgrounds. Um, but they're not mean to each other, which I really like. Um, which is a, a bit of a contrast to a lot of cooking shows. They're not mean to each other. They are supportive of, of each other, even though it's a competition. Um, it's not I real. I don't get the cooking thing where the Gordon Ramsay screams in your face yeah. about how you failed your family. I've like, never what? been a fan what? of it. I, no. I can't yeah. watch those shows. No, I don't either. Um, but I really like this one. And it's a lot of fun. It's laid back and uh, Dan Levy and, and, and the other uh, judges as the competition, as they're cooking things, they just kind of sit back and they have a drink. Um, they have a little bartender on their set and, and she just makes up whatever they want. And they're just like, a lot of times it's just Dan Levy calling stuff out and he's like, I'll have a Caesar. And they're like, Oh, what is that? And then he explains, Oh, I'm from Canada. And in Canada, we uh, instead of having a Bloody Mary, we and using tomato juice, we use clamato juice. And the bartender's like, "Yep, let me make you up some, you know, s- some uh, testers, some tasters." And then they all have those, and and it's just very light and pleasant. Um, and there's some emotion with the, you know, the the competitors, but it's really good. They uh, make interesting things, and they're all very different. And when somebody, you know, like I said, when somebody gets voted off, it's not, you know, cutthroat or anything like that. So we have just really enjoyed it. And he, Dan Levy is a very nice person and it's nice to see him back on television. Uh, I got a couple more things. Um, there's a show on Apple called Shrinking with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford um, that's fine. It's, you know, got that Apple TV feel. It's half hour episodes and they're kind of silly, but it's fine. I'm not really much to say about it. Waiting to see how the season plays out. Uh, Quantum Leap has kicked back in this first season. They kind of took a break and then they came back in this latest episode. They had, uh, they dealt with some trans stuff that he leaped into the body of a basketball coach whose daughter was trans and it was really well done episode. I thought, you know, they were able to deal with some of these issues and in a quality way. And uh, uh, it was nice. I was surprised that, that that's what quantum leap was doing, you know? So um, that, well, that, I forget Mason Alexander's that their name uh, is, is a character on the show. Um, So I kind of, I kind of waiting for them to see if they address that at all, other than them just being on the show. But so now we had a trans episode and uh, that character got to um, make kind of go to that time also go with the ziggy i mean the the girl playing um al basically uh that role he he they got to go along with her and see this kid play basketball and stuff it's kind of neat it's a it's a good good show 
Maybe that's why he doesn't say "oh boy" anymore because that's gen- <laughs> that's gendered language. Yeah, see. Oh, <laughs> they <laughs> more like. Um, let's see. Uh, and the other thing was, uh, you know, my favorite cartoon ever is the D and D cartoon from when I was a kid, and it's you know not really that high quality, but we got season two of Vox Machina, Legend of Vox Machina, the first campaign from that critical role played brought to life in animation and so well done with incredible voice casts them and then all these other stars uh coming in and this second season is great if you it's it's kind of filling a void of adult animation adventure um in in a fantasy setting that's really really well done i i'm super enjoying it I, i've it's, heard good things about it it's good. Uh, the uh, they they're in their third campaign that they play live, but the uh, they announced that the my personal favorite. You know, I, I prefer the second campaign, the Mighty Nine, and they've already announced a couple weeks ago that they're they're already made a deal with Amazon to do an animated series of it. Also, so I'm excited to see that one come to life. Also, because it kind of even gets into some deeper issues. So I'm. I'm loving it. If you like adult animation adventure and you like any kind of fantasy thing, which I know Jordan's not a fantasy guy, but it, this is a, it's a good quality, quality show. Is that it? You got, you got anything else, Jordan? Just a couple things that have returned recently. Uh, we got flash season nine. Just started up. Oh my up. gosh. Season nine. Season nine. The Never final watched an episode. The final. The final. And then Superman and Lois season three premieres March 14th. So these are the last two of the Arrowverse shows. We're wrapping Mm. up the CW superhero world. Uh, Season nine, you think that's crazy? South Park just came back. Season 26. We're getting new episodes of South Park. I bring that up mainly to bring up the point after, if you still have cable, still have Comedy Central, after South Park at 10 p.m., on Wednesdays, they're playing the new Beavis and Butthead episodes at ten thirty. Yeah, I'd so seen that. Don't have Paramount Plus. They're they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna play every episode, but mm. they're playing the ones that were exclusive to Paramount Plus on Comedy. They're Central, good too, which good. we love. So last night was yeah. the Escape Room episode. Oh, so good. Yeah, so saltine good. cracker box. <laughs> <laughs> I need that soot from that saltine cracker box. Oh, uh, I like the VR episode. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and we had news for more animation. Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland is parting ways. Comedy Central or Cartoon Network got rid of Justin Roiland following domestic violence charges. I kept seeing people say, well, you wait, if he's just accused, but I, I think it's charges. I think he has been charged with the crime. So that's yeah. a little you more. Could, so I've seen the text. They showed, they showed the text and everything. It's pretty incriminating. And it was from like, 2020 or like it was from a while ago it didn't just happen so um they had a 70 episode order and still have 40 left to do so they've only done 30 of the 70 episode order and uh they they're still expected to fulfilling all 40 episodes without him so he he hasn't been the showrunner for a couple of years some other people have taken over he's had a smaller role in the last few seasons but he still voices the two main characters, Rick and Morty, and 
a significant per, uh, percentage of other characters on the show. So I don't know how you do that show without his voice. I'm sure they're going to try. Can do that. I'm just glad their fans are also level-headed and able to take this yes. kind of stuff. Yes, this will, there will be no problem. Everyone will be totally into this. <laughs> I still um, enjoy the show. I watch it when they put new ones out. I, I'm yeah. not. I wouldn't call myself a diehard fan or anything, but I don't know. I'll, I'll watch the next few to see how they get around it. I'm sure they'll reference it. And I want to continue to dox Jesse. As a, a actually, I'm just sharing reviews. He he all, uh he gave the Bill and Frank episode and the Quantum Leap Trans episode four out of five Jesses. So uh, can't you can't fully invest in these controversial episodes. I don't know what <laughs> his problem is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I would probably get. I would give this a four out of five. Also on the quantum leap, so it was, it was just good, good enough. Judge Jesse is a harsh but fair judge of quality. <laughs> oh, I I live by his reviews. I don't watch anything unless it's he says it's five stars. <laughs> wow, that's it. We did there it. There we go. That's Wrap TV. TV. <laughs> Whether it's on a network or cable or streaming, or we just make it up out of thin air, this. Yeah. Which one of the ones we told you about today was not real? <laughs> yeah, go investigate. This could have been an elaborate prank. It's almost April Fool's. It's a hilarious prank. That's a that's a teaser, guys. <laughs> what? I don't know what that's from. <laughs> All, All right, the real that's peeps it do. for now. Say it one more time. The real peeps know oh, what yeah, I just do. teased. Yeah, they do. The only five-star show on TV. That's right. All right. Thank you for listening. If you have a show you made up or, or feel like you're the only one who's heard of, let us know. We want to find more obscure, bizarre stuff. Hit us up on Facebook or tweet at us or send an email. Put a note in a jar. Seal it up tight. Send it down the Ohio River. Roll it down the street. Check, right. out our, check out our Patreon page. Yeah. Become a supporter. Help us out and uh, spread the word. Not just, you know, it can't just be the Marriott of Times, everybody. We need you guys too. All Jesse's on board. <laughs> Get some of that exclusive content that's, that's on right. there. All right. See you next time, everybody. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. 
So please continue to like, comment, and share.